Welcome back to the Kind of Funny Screencast. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes, and I'm joined by the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Great morning, everybody. Wow. What what shirt is that? I don't think I've seen that one before. This is uh, I got this at the Yeti. I've been buying a lot of shirts at the Yeti. It's a it's a Dark Souls, mm, Dark Souls like, tea. What's the Think Yeti? Kind of the color. The it's it's Yeti the Y E and the T E E. The Yeti, Kevin. So like they got oh, a little sure. like uh, that's, that's, that's they have cute. like a little abominable snowman as their like cute mascot. Uh, but it, oh. they sell just every day. There's like a new kind of gaming uh, T-shirt. Very yeah. cute designs. What do you think Not about sponsor. that? I, just, I buy them all. Big Kev dog. I like it. It's it's cool. I wish I could see the shirt more. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I'm like bring the desk down. Bring the hair, hair Kev. We got some vol going on yeah, today. Oh, yeah, the vol in the front's great, but in the back, I got a little cowlicks <laughs> kicking up, and it's like, get down, stay down. Get What's down. wrong? One day I'm gonna style your hair just like mine, Kevin. Uh huh. And I think it would be funny if we just both show up like on a games daily together, having like the exact same hairstyle. Like I'll do the swoops. I love it. I'm all. I'll in. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll shave the fade in. We'll get the beer looking yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll good. try to. I'll grow this out so I can clean it up in the middle, and then sure, yeah. here take those off. And mm -hmm. can we both do the thing? Because I secretly want to do the. You know, where we we cut. Yeah, the, we can. Yeah, we can. We yeah, and then it just, it'll be excuse. Mm -hmm. Big Daddy Greg Miller, do you think it'd be funny if me and you tried to look the same on content? Nah, it happens every day. Just put on yeah, your glasses, yeah, and there you go. Mm -hmm. It's done. Yeah, and the producer slash seducer rounds out the group. Nick Scarpino, how are you? I'm very well. I dare any one of you to stoop to my level and come down and look like me. Where I wear this hat for three weeks straight because you don't want to do your hair. <laughs> I, no matter how many times I see the hat, I still think that you're a big fan of being the third player guitar in Guitar Hero. Hero. Yeah. Rock That's band so right funny. there. So <laughs> I need another hat. Somebody, somebody send me another hat. Get this man a hat. Of course, Why this is the <laughs> kind of funny screencast where every week we get together to talk about the latest in TV, movies, and trailers. Of course, you can get it on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. You can also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny screencast, and we'll be right there for you. Uh, if you wanted to get the show ad free and wanted to watch live as we record it, you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like our Patreon producers molecule gordon mcguire fargo brady and pranksy have done uh if you want to be part of the show even if you're not on patreon you can go to kind of funny.com slash screencast to write in your thoughts questions theories all of that stuff and i'm going to want a lot of those because we are kicking off a brand new series today with moon knight on disney plus so for the next six weeks we're going to be uh recapping reviewing all that stuff every single week each episode and i would love for you guys to write in your questions comments concerns and all of that again at kind of slash screencast so we can talk about those as well um we are brought to you by uplift with an amazing ad by andy cortez but i'll talk to you all about that later i want to talk about the most anticipated mcu project since the last one mm -hmm. moon night wow. now a fun fact here about this whole thing is uh this is somehow like the longest route of marvel studios content we've had <laughs> in phase four like since phase four started <laughs> which is really crazy to think about because it's only been three months since no way home but that's just the world we live in now Jesus. the three months is the longest drought and like if if i'm being honest i'm pretty sure it's going to be the the longest ever like this is probably the last time we will ever go this long so keep that in mind everybody 
I don't know what it does for you. Keep, keep it in mind. mind. Just keep it in mind, everybody. Keep it in there. Just keep it in there. Andy Cortez. Yep. It's in there. Okay. I got that. Yeah. Got okay, it. good. Good job. I'm Nick. very I'm so happy that you didn't go where I thought you were about to go no. with that, Nick. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's later. Everyone stay on your toes. Nick's got a fucking bagger for y'all. Uh Andy Cortez. What did you think about Moon Knight? Pretty real bad CG. Oh holy oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh let's shoot some of these scenes at night, man. Let's try to obscure. What what's up with these cars? What is up with holy <laughs> wow. fuck? All so much of it looked terrible. I'd say like ten percent of the CG looked good. Um, but uh, but aside from that, god damn, what a show! I love this. I again, I'm a sucker for a show where I don't know what's happening, and I'm it, everything's you're the viewer is supposed to be confused, just like the main character is supposed to be confused, um, and. I love the mystery uh, at hand. There's a mystery afoot, Tim. Mm-hmm. And I'm, we're trying to figure it along right with uh, with my boy, Oscar Isaac Hernandez Estrada. Like, what a god. Oh, my god. I love just his screen presence. Fantastic. Um, once we sort of get the... Oh, I'm full spoilers, right? We already mentioned that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Once we get the whole accent thing it's like man this this shit is cool man like it it's like the perfect way i think to start a series and the perfect way i think to end an episode one god damn just what a what a cool um little climax there at the end of that episode and it's something we'd already seen before that thing that's what makes it most impressive like that whole sequence is something that was shown several times and we've we've seen that before and it was still made once it's in that context, it's made way cooler um, than I already thought it was. So, yeah, I think this is a banger of a way to start off a show. Um, I, I'm i really stoked to continue this. Um, I think it's the tone is perfect. I think Oscar Isaac is fantastic. Um, yeah, I'm really, really digging it. Nick Scarpino. Yeah, I liked it, too. I mean, I'm wearing it with Andy, right? Where I, I, it's, a, it's a mystery. I don't know what's going on. You're not sure if some of this having his head or whatnot. Um, and I love that. I, I think that Oscar Isaac does a great job. And I think I especially think that um, Ethan Hawke does a great job of being that super like calm. Like, I think I'm doing the right thing for the right reasons, but I'm actually killing people. and I'm a psychopath villain. Um, and I'm, I like their dynamic together. These are two great actors. They're sharing the screen a lot in this episode, even from the first few shots here. Uh, that we're getting you're like this is going to be a little crazy where you like say he breaks the glass and steps on like puts in his shoes to walk around with it you're like that that guy this guy's a, a zealot man this guy's committed to whatever it is he's doing uh which makes it super scary tim gettys did you notice that like you hear the crunch as he walks later in the episode oh, do you mm-hmm. really that's cool fucking so yeah, cool. I, was, Sorry, I, was, I was watching it with these uh, and so i didn't hear too much of it they're not, they're not the best here buds um, but no, but I liked it. And I think, you know, you got a guy like Oscar Isaac in this. It's going to be fascinating to watch him for at least a few episodes. So I, I was going into this just looking forward to supporting him. I mean, he's just a great actor. And he does the accent well to the point where I was like, is this the start of the revolution, Andy? That's really what I want. And I want to introduce a new podcast within a podcast no. called Accents. Who's got him? <laughs> <laughs> I want you to know, Nick. Accents, you... <laughs> accents from around the world. Good day, mate. Accents, <laughs> accents. Why did you say got Who's got them? Who's got them? There, there was a previous podcast or the podcast you created called Accent or Ascent. But... Yeah. Oh, this is a new one. This is a new one. It's too late. It's already, it already had a song. It's gone. It's it was cool. a great theme song. song as well. And I just yeah. need to go back and figure out what episode. Hey, uh, in review watchers, let me know what episode that was. Because that's like 
one of the few bangers that I thought of right at the moment, and mm -hmm. I just don't remember the damn song. Well, so well, you know what? We'll wreck on this later, and we'll bring okay. back accent sure. or accent in this one. But I thought Oscar Isaac did a really good job to the point where I actually was like, is he? Does he have that accent in real life? Is he? Is he like Tom Holland, where the whole time I think he's American, and then he goes, mm. "Oh, good day, mate," and I'm, I'm from England. No. He um, good. <laughs> and then yeah, so then when they when Oscar Isaac kicks in with his American accent, I was like, "Oh, this is cool. This is really really cool. There's a lot more going on in this than I thought." But he's just fun to watch, and I think the supporting cast is good. Dunking on him constantly. Um, I don't know what's going on with the cell phone. I don't know what's going on with the key. All that stuff's very intriguing to me, uh, and it's cool. And that stuff, the only a couple slights against the episode, I would say, is that stuff is just like more intriguing to me than seeing him in the costume or any of the other stuff that's going on. But I'm sure that'll all play into it, and it'll build nicely. Um, the one thing that kind of got a laugh out of me the entire time, and not in a good way, was the Venom voice that kept happening. Venom. Um, I just thought, I was like, oh, this is so close to Eddie. Why don't we eat this person, Eddie? And I was like, ah, but it's F. Murray Abraham, so I'll give him a pass. And the, the mixing on it was not great. It's in not the good. It, it felt like it was like someone recorded it in studio. There was no like, it's always hard to do that in head voice, especially mm -hmm. when someone's standing. Like a lot of it, when we first hear it, he's standing outside trying to hold the scarab. And it just sounds... It just sounds fake because it's how hard. How do you do a voice that's happening on someone's head without it's, it sounding? Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. The, I, let I me tell you how you do it. You spent a lot of money on a Dolby Atmos setup, and that's yeah, how you fucking do it because really it sounded good. incredible. Yeah, yeah it, it sounded sound like right on my, head, my earbuds. I, I think yeah. it's supposed to sound detached in a way. You know, um, it, it sounds. It does sound really good because uh, I got the Dolby too, and man. Oh shit! Let me yeah. buy that then. Let me fucking mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll put them up, Andy. I'll install them for you. It'll let the cold in, Kevin, from the ceiling. It will. I got that hole in the ceiling. We insulate. We insulate. I'll go up there <laughs> in the attic crawl space. Oh, I'll put more yeah. insulation. Yeah. Kev, what what do you I think? Like or, what do you think, Kev? Oh man, I really dug it. Uh, it's. I had no idea how long it was, and I didn't notice when I hit play. So I was constantly like, "Is it twenty minutes? Is is it forty? Like, are we getting an hour? Like, I was so in the entire time. I think that the the way they set it up really did a really solid job grabbing and holding my attention. Um, it did lose me that moment where we see these arguably the worst CG cars I have ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, I mean, it's funny because it's like, shocking. I, it was shocking. Yeah, not too long ago. We talked about how like Hawkeye. CG cars are like a thing. that One of those things you don't notice, but it's constantly being done. And yeah. I feel like, man, could they really not have just gotten a car to flip over or, or take a hard turn? Yeah, or we actually did, I don't think we needed that scene. I mean, even it, the green screen of him looking over that town, like just yeah, so yeah, much yeah, of yeah. it was that whole really section egregious. Yeah. Really didn't look great. But that being said, I want to compliment. There were a bunch of moments um, where he's walking around different sets where I think the sets look really good, like in the um, Egyptian museum uh outside of his house like everything looks like where this disney plus shows i've said often like the sets just look kind of empty and not like particularly well dressed or populated maybe it was that they're more populated maybe that's what it was because um when we see the little norwegian looking city um there's a lot of people walking around and maybe that's what we've yeah, been they got missing a lot of for that, which yeah is good. I agree. yeah and it like and I'm, I'm sure if that's the case that it's been a COVID thing. It's just nice mm. to feel everything like it, it feels like normal. And mm. um, yeah, I, I'm blown away. I'm so I, interested. I can't like this episode ended and I was like, oh, like stressed about like having to wait a week 
for the next episode. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was gonna say I feel like this show had a pretty good budget to it. Like I think the cars aside, I, I'm surprised. Like if you go back and watch the most egregious offense is the uh, is the wood, the giant pine, uh, the log, the, the log. Oh yeah, yeah. When it looks like it looks like um, a PlayStation One uh, like uh, uh, texture that's not actually separated. All the whole thing just looks like one flat image. But anyway, the um, dog chasing him looked good. And, yeah. and again, yeah. this was when we talked about the Halo uh, show when I was like, I wish some of these action sequences happened at night because you can hide so much more stuff and be more stylized. I like the dog sequence because I don't know if you guys noticed or not. You see his eyes always like every time he's looking around, you can see the eyes. But the rest of the dog was like sheltered or, or you know, shadowed in the shadows, yeah, it was blurry, which was cool. And I was like, this this works for me. Like, you know, obviously the 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 big um, Egyptian god walking down the hallway looked how it looked in the trailers but i think that sent that that scene had a sense of energy and then it, and then i thought it it played well with the old lady in the, in the elevator and they're both terrified of each other but that was pretty funny greg miller more like meh night uh i didn't dig it uh i it has all the pieces that i should like and i i did i also was right there when oscar isaac opened his mouth and it was british and i was like wait is he really british is this another one that got by me uh i like him i like his performance as the uh, bumbling uh gift shot man i like ethan hawk is because ethan hawk's ethan hawk but i was not i was not captured by this episode it's one it's the rare one where i kept checking the time like how much more is in this oh okay all right it's gonna keep going uh i don't know i can't put my finger on it exactly why uh the cg obviously was a problem i feel the fact that some of this feels like well-worn territory you know the voice in the head the venom thing we're slipping on time it's like all right cool can we i see where we're going i'm excited to get there um when we got to uh, the Mark reveal, if you will. I mean, we already knew Mark was in there. We already heard Mark. But when we got to the reveal of him in the bathroom and having that conversation uh, with, you know, the befuddled Steven, I was like, okay, this is cool. And maybe this is going to make it all worth it that we've been on this thing. On. I've been waiting for this moment. And then I thought it was cool when he gives over power. I thought it was cool, you know, to have the dog god, whatever, run in there and then try to claw its way back out and get dragged back in and get the shit kicked out of it. And then immediately I thought it was ruined by them showing Moon Knight from behind and be like, man, that cape looks like shit. And then he turned around and it was over and it was like, all right. Like, I feel like if we were, it's one of those where it did not give me a good first impression. I don't know anything about Moon Knight. Um, for me, it's where I start to worry. And I know this has happened on the other MCU shows for other people on the panel from different things. It's where I start to be like, oh man, are we veering into that thing? I'm just like, all right, it's another MCU show. Like there isn't that spark for me that I'm not that interested in. It's just another uh, superhero origin or whatever. Uh, it's the benefit of us doing it for content where if I was on the outside, I'd stop watching. I'd, I'd wait and see what people, if this is something I need to worry about, similar to like when, you know, the Netflix uh, superhero shows used to drop or whatever. Uh, but I do appreciate now that Mark's got the cat out of the bag. What's that going to look like? Where's it going? Like, I, I appreciate that narrative thread. I like the Layla stuff on the phone of like, all right, well, what's going been going on? And you know, what is he doing with this dual life? What is Mark doing when Steven's down and how's that going? And him dating, the trying to take the girl out for a steak and stuff. Like there's interesting stuff in there, but I just wasn't at any point. Like, Holy shit. I can't wait for more. Tim, I, I absolutely, think? I loved it. Um, I agree. Like the CG was was very not good in a lot of places, specifically the cars and the logs and all that stuff. But like I've kind of made peace with myself a while back that that's just what these shows are going to look like. And I care more about the intent of the scenes versus the look of the, the CG itself uh, for most of it. And I feel like for the most part, this and Hawkeye were the more egregious uh, offenders of the CG stuff. And they use it for the action scenes. And I'd rather have the action scenes than not have the action scenes. So just getting that out of the way, like this to me, I think is a, 
uh, a different type of MCU show coming at the perfect time where the thing I love most about the MCU is that there's a consistent tone and a consistent quality up to it all, but everything can be so different. And it's not just, oh, it's a superhero show or superhero movie, but it's like many genres within that. And I love that this is something different, especially for the shows. And, you know, we've talked about this a lot leading into it, but this being the first origin story we're getting for a brand new character never seen as the titular character of a series uh disney plus i think gives it a lot of wiggle room to do something even different than we've seen yet on disney plus which so far has been reserved for diving deeper into side characters um or kind of uh doing the what if thing and, and trying to the animated kind of anthology stuff but I love starting this off. Like, I think that there's a lot of potential for Ethan Hawke's character to rank high on Ragu Bagu. Uh, we'll have <laughs> to see if they stick the landing on it. But, like, I think that with what we've seen, focusing on him at the beginning, always a good sign for me. I think that we've learned uh, when we look at our rankings for the MCU that when there's focus on the villain, they tend to rank higher. And those movies and shows tend to be better as well, not just from the Ragu Bagu front, but just from the quality of the movie because it kind of creates a better balance between um what the whole point of the story is right yeah. um so i think starting off with the shots of him was uh was great because it it kind of put us in in his mindset and using the shots the slow shots of like establishing all the different pieces of him like the glass like how like weird he is like i think set the tone in a in a good way and also get, set the tone of the pace of the show like uh, i think marvel studios was kind of like hey have a little patience with this one it's going to be it's going to be a different slower burn than you're used to um but ironically it was one of the faster paced marvel shows we've had where ending episode one with the suit reveal uh feels antithetical to what we've seen where every single show with the exception of Loki um, live action shows was the build up to the, getting them in the suit, getting mm -hmm. Wanda in the suit, getting Falcon in the, the Captain America suit, getting mm -hmm. him in the suit at the end of episode one um, is such a, a fantastic call, especially being stewards of the game. Like we've been reacting to the trailers, doing the scene by scene breakdowns. The thing that excites me most is this episode was what we've seen in the trailers, like all the shots, what's left, right? There are very few shots I can think of, especially not money shots um, for the remaining five episodes of the show. So combining that with the idea that there's so much mystery and intrigue set up in this that I thought they did such a good job of um, the fish. What's going on? I'm interested. You know, like the the sand around his bed. Like what? how are they going to deal with him in a deeper way than just kind of showing us? I feel like they did a great job of introducing us to elements that we start to question. And my favorite type of v TV show is one that – asks a lot of questions, answers questions, but then asks, uh, asks more. Um, it keeps me intrigued by um, episode to episode with those cliffhangers. This absolutely did that from the jump. Um, I thought the music was great. I think the Disney Plus music for the most part has been really high quality, but this I think was, this is epic. It feels more movie scale. Um, and I think that they're trying to build Moon Knight up to be a movie caliber character. And I think that that's a, it's an interesting thing coming from uh, an MCU that we're now 30 plus projects into to get something that feels similar, but different uh, in such a great way. Oscar Isaac is fantastic. And I, um, the accent is, it is what it is, whatever. I've never been that big of a stickler on accents, um, but it didn't bother me. But what I really did like is the verbal ticks, like the, the weird words he uses, like him saying laters as much as he does laters gator, like all that stuff. Like they're building up identity for the different identities that mm. um, we're about to see. And I thought that that was really, really well done and focusing on this 
iteration of the Moon Knight character so much in the first episode. I thought was a great kind of um, intro to people that don't know anything about Moon Knight. And admittedly, I don't know much, uh, but I thought that from what I do know, this was a great intro. Um, the other the god thing that's following him i love the design of it i wish the cg like looked better but like i just think it looks so cool i love the audio design of it like it sounded incredible the venom stuff it's just because we're close to venom and that is unfortunate man like when when everyone's making the same things and superheroes are everywhere there's going to be stuff that feels samey and if you don't do something to stand out it's going to feel derivative and that's very very unfortunate um but i'm I think they're going to push through it. I think that I won't I won't personally be complaining about it soon. I will say hearing his voice for the first time, I was convinced in the beginning it was Peter Cullen, the voice of Optimus Prime. Oh, I got extra excited. Uh, and then I looked up who it was, and um, it was – what would you say his name was again, Nick? F. Murray Abraham. Yeah, who – Kevin, do you know who that is? Yeah, Mythic Quest guy. The writer. Yeah, it's the writer, yeah. the writer from Mythic Quest. And I was like, you know what? Not quite Optimus Prime. He's pretty awesome. But I'll take it. No. Yeah. <laughs> Very damn cool. Very yeah, damn cool. I wanted the second what you were talking about is music, uh, music wise, score wise, I thought it was good, but the music choices I thought were hilarious too. And obviously I'm a you know, I'm I'm not the the fastest on the uptick with some of this stuff, but by the time we got to wake me up, I was like, all these songs are wake like all of sleep themed. That's mm-hmm. genius. That's great. And what a I mean, look. Say what you will about the CG for the car chase. I thought the energy was great. And the fact that you set it to wave to wham was incredible. Uh, so there's some fun choices made there. My disappointment, though, with the with the with before, the before you was, tell me what you're disappointed about, Nick, mm-hmm. let me tell you about our sponsors. Shout out to Uplift for sponsoring this episode. I've been using my Uplift desk for well over a year now. I love the thing so much, I decided to write a rap song for them. The build quality is real good. It's made of real high quality wood. They didn't ask for it. I just did it anyway. Getting my Uplift desk immediately improved my mood. Whenever I'm on shows, I'm standing up. I'm feeling a lot more energetic. And also, I kind of feel like I was just maybe creating some bad habits sitting down at a desk all day. I would move my legs up. I'd sit underneath my legs on my chair. And eventually, all that stuff just created really bad back pain for me. Choose from laminate, whiteboard, bamboo, solid wood, butcher block, or even custom solid wood or laminate options. Uplift Desk won New York Times Wirecutter's Best Standing Desk from 2019 to 2022. And while I'm at it, I'm just going to give them an award as well. Best Standing Desk that I use in my bedroom from when they sent it to me until now. Uplift Desk have a 15-year warranty. They ship the same day you order with free shipping and free return shipping. So if you've been feeling the effects of sitting at a desk for eight hours a day, maybe you want some more energy in your life. Maybe you want to do squats in the middle of a Zoom call or something. Uplift your life. Go to kindoffunny.com slash uplift. What got you all disappointed, Nick? Oh, it was just, it's just the Venom voice. I mean, obviously we've been burned a couple times now. Um, Venom 1, Venom 2, we've heard the voice. And it just, Speak it's for hard yourself, to strike that, that good dynamic <laughs> uh, between, you know, the actor who's kind of acting to no one. Because you don't have them on the set when that's happening, right? You're just kind of reacting and they're filling that VO in later. Uh, or maybe you have someone standing in for it. But I just wish they hadn't gone comical with it because he was like, oh, no, the I forget how he referred to Steven. But he was like yeah. the stupid one or the puny or the the, the one? puny one has it again or something like that. And I was like, oh, God, I wish they had just gone a little bit more serious with it because it kind of brought a little levity to a scene that I thought was actually mounting pretty well. Anytime you have a whole... You know, you have that John Wick moment where he's like, where where the bad guy's like, I control everything, and then everyone just freezes, and you realize everyone in this town is against you, except the cupcake delivery guy. That guy's just doing his job, and that guy was not part of the cult. But he drove um, into I'm, the city. People need their cupcakes, like, oh, man. That city freaks him out, but he sells those cupcakes, guys. He's got to pay the bills. They love cu- uh, cupcakes. They fucking love cupcakes in this cult. Um, 
I just thought that was a cool scene. I thought it had a lot of energy, and they brought some, they, you know, they brought some levity to it with that voice that I just didn't think they needed to. Um, it just kind of came off as silly to me and kind of broke it a little bit. But the show overall is not is is super. It has a funner vibe, um, so I was okay with it. it I, just, I just hope that they get to that a little bit. They, they they work that dynamic a little bit more in the next couple episodes. I could see why that would bother anybody really, especially after we just mentioned Venom kind of feeling like shit but i think it just it all depends on the tone and how much i'm enjoying it and the fact that i was enjoying the show they could have brought in like any voice and i would have just trusted that it was going to end up okay because i'm enjoying the ride so far and i've enjoyed a lot of the decisions that they're making um i think what gets me most excited is um again this kind of I haven't felt this way about a Marvel show in a long time. Like having this level of mystery that I'm excited about. Um, I I wasn't a huge fan of what if I wasn't a huge fan of Hawkeye. And this kind of really reminds me of um, texting your friends and you're my, texting my dad and my mom being like Sunday night, that new show's on. And it feels like an HBO show where there's so much mystery being, um, you know, sort of introduced into this series and especially for me, who knows really next to nothing about Moon Knight. And I feel like a lot of people are going to feel that way as well. Um, and then just adding Oscar Isaac to the Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke to the equation, I think, is like such a winning formula already. Um, and yeah, once we get the reveal, once we get the it felt like a almost like a Zelda puzzle video game type thing when you see the scratch marks on the floor mm. uh, and you start to see the sort of wires or you start to see the gears turning in his head. Um, suddenly there's an old ass razor phone. What the hell's going on? What's your accent? And I had no problem with the accent, by the way, which I'm, I'm very happy about because I think in the trailer kind of put me off initially. Uh, and then every next trailer that released, I was like more and more okay with it. And by, by the time the show came out, I thought it was, I thought it was great. I thought he did a great job. Um, yeah, it's just sort of hitting all the marks that I want out of a TV show. It's like kind of the, the prototypical episode one that you do, uh, especially with that ending again, I already mentioned it, but like the fact that we saw that already and it hit just as hard this time, I thought was really dope. I agree with Tim, the CG on the monster, um, I don't think it's as bad as I thought it was going to be. I think it's like easily the least offensive CG in the show compared to like as along with the dog as well, that's chasing him in that sort of museum near the end. But um, I love the design of it. I thought it, it just has this sort of iconic look to it. This really cool sort of silhouette. Um, Except when he's in the bus driving by and you see it on the side of the street. That was a little weird. The motion tracking wasn't too great there. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I don't know. I After feeling really underwhelmed with Hawkeye and what if I'm super stoked to continue this journey. Jumping in real quick uh, there. Uh, I think it was that bus that, that has this. And this is a, a reference that people caught, uh, the new rock stars caught on the trailer. Um, it's like the one thing that ties it actually to the MCU so far. Um, on the side of the bus, it's a reference to the uh, relocation program from mm. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm. I thought it was So it just be- kind of places it in time a little bit. Well, as soon as they Rogers, the musical coming to London, (laughs) as as soon as they mentioned chaos, I mean, that immediately I was like, they don't just throw the word chaos around without much thought. And yeah, and they noticed and they mentioned like you, you are your pure chaos when the fucking little uh, 
the yeah, tattoos dancing a little bit. Um, and that's not a word that they just throw around willy nilly. Like they're th- that has weight to it. So it's interesting to see how that ties into uh, other properties of like magic or whatever the hell they're yeah, that dealing was a, with. That here. was a term they used. Was that a term they used for Wanda in mm-hmm. WandaVision? Yeah. yeah, that was right. Yeah. Um, uh, I, yeah, I, there was, there was one part of the episode that stuck out weirdly to me. It was basically from the point the bus on when they're like on the bus with him. I'm like, all right, wait, why don't you stop him there? And they wait for him to get into the museum. And then they're like, we're going to talk to you now. And then he runs away and then it cuts and he's just doing his job at the museum after this, this d- demented psychopath with his cult just cornered him. I'm like, I guess he really needed that paycheck. <laughs> Because he's just over in the bookstore, and then it's, and then everything shuts down, and then they go after him. I'm like, that was kind of weird. But the thing I that got... thing that stuck out most to me, Nick, was you don't know what day it is. You don't. You're on this date. You have an iPhone. What do you mean you don't know what date? Like, well, you I don't thought, know. Right, do you need to go to work on Friday? I, f- I thought today was I thought today was Friday. Uh, no, it's it's Sunday. What? what uh, what day is it today? No, come on, you know, like you have a why it's you Christmas. Th- it's like I didn't miss it. <laughs> you think you'd be lost two days? You'd notice right away. Because like well, that's, that, now, that's hold the, on, you're the crazy. Saying, right away, yeah, that's the thing. Is he has hours on the clock here, living on Sunday, not understanding it's Sunday. Yeah, it's not yeah, like he I'm... just woke up in the middle of the restaurant and was like, "Oh, I'm here." What day is it? Like he was at that. He was he at the fish. Up. He was at the fish shop and was like. Yeah. Oh shit! Oh my gosh! I have a date, yeah. and like, well, he you didn't don't even think realize what all... time it was when he was at the fish shop, right? Yeah, so... that that I could explain away of him just being yeah. delusional from all the nights of like mm-hmm. not knowing what's going not on. Sleeping he's, like, also, he, he's this place from time. Like we we kind of but he had time to go home and dress. <laughs> like he had time to yeah, like but... do all this other shit, not he, knowing he... that it's Sunday Listen. instead of Friday. When you got I mean, when you when you're excited for your birthday party, Andy, you've invited all your friends, and somehow my invitation got misplaced, and I don't know where it went. But well, well, you'll get it. You'll get it next week. You're just excited. You're not paying attention to what's going on. Also, let's be honest. None of us sleep very well. We're all we're all staying up at night. I don't know what day it is today. So I mean, you know, and I didn't just get into a, a, a fictional CG car chase with a bunch of people in a cupcake. Band. Oh, you're so, right. You're um, right. Yeah, I just I just I wrote that off as he's just like delusional because he's super tired and has no idea. Like and and like I said, they set him up. To begin with, that he's not great at tracking, keeping track of time because he's always late to places because of all the stuff that's going on. So that didn't bother he's me. He's so dealing much. with stuff. What bothered he's me was that some was that Ethan Ethan Hawks like let him go, and then four hours later is still in the museum. <laughs> like what the fuck? Why did why didn't you just kill him there? Why did you just try to take this care of there? Everyone in the museum works for you. Like we already established that everyone's like, ooh, I've got also, a cool tattoo. Do we know also, that don't, he's you don't need to show me the tattoo at the end or just the Anubis looking dude? What's that? We we don't know that he's in the museum at the end. I think we hear Ethan Hawks like he he's like give me the scarab and they won't tear you apart. Remember, mm, like he's the voice over the PA, right? He has the voice over the PA. So they oh, literally he's taking over. And like yeah, he's basically like, well, he didn't have to take over because yeah, everyone that, that works there apparently works for him. No, he had the guard. He had the lady that was in there. He had like I think there was someone that worked in the cafe that was like, hello. <laughs> no, that was not true. <laughs> I'm with well, you. I, I think <laughs> a lot of the like, stuff that doesn't make as much sense. Is because like the like the there's the a reason that the cult has been kind of playing him this whole time, right? Like the that everyone around him is part of this cult and kind of like keeping him in weird situations. That's not right. I don't think that's the case. The the only reason they knew he worked at the at the shop was that he told the guy he was like, "I'm Stephen so and so. I work in the gift shop at the museum." And he goes, "Because remember he has that line where he's like." 
I thought that was going to be an alias, but you actually work at the in the museum gift shop. Like he had no idea until yeah. that point. I think the cult is working at the museum independent of him. They're there because of all the Egyptian artifacts which, and which, whatever which we're building I, to. I'm assuming we will we will figure yeah, out we'll when out. we learn more about Mark. I'm guessing he works there because of that, because he knew they were embedded in there somehow. Uh, it just kind of read as a little strange to me that I'm like. Like, if I wanted this thing that I knew Tim had, and I had him cornered, and I had three people in a museum, and I wasn't afraid to approach him in the museum, obviously, even if it was daytime, I wouldn't be like, let him go. He's got a bill to pay. Let's let him go to work for a little bit. We'll get well, him later tonight. Well, I no, just I thought, showed up at I, night. Well, I, I, I think, think that it, the, I, the, the, sorry. They let him go because the public walked in, right? Like, yeah, not people that weren't. Out not people that weren't in the cult like just suddenly busted through the door and suddenly yeah, he's big like, doors well, opened up we're not there. gonna just apprehend this dude here with mm -hmm. all these random like uh you know people from the public just kind of standing around so i oh, thought that's why they just kind of like no if we can't do this right now let him go to, um, to me it also seemed like that one security guard was a plant because he he uh mark no not mark right yeah no yeah steven, steven. knew the security guard, right? Because he calls him out by name and then he right. shows him the tattoo. But then I think everyone else was just like fake people that like, or fake guests that right. had like come but in if, to visit. If I worked at a Starbucks, right? And somebody came <laughs> in to my work and was like, I'm gonna kill you unless you give me this thing that I want. And then they left. I would not continue to stay at the Starbucks. I wouldn't be like, oh, okay. I guess I'll just work. I'll finish up my you, I'd be like, I, I mean, gotta get. I'd go, I'd leave my yeah, work because I'm like, I, he yeah. knows where I work. Especially so the security guard, yeah. No, I see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, the goddamn security yeah. guard that works there. Like, what is he get? He must have walked by the security guard a couple of times and be like, hey, man, it was weird earlier. We're cool, right? right? We're cool, we're right? Over that. I got to go to work. Um, but, I mean, that's it. Whatever. It was fine. It worked out. And they, they came in and they, we had a cool scene at night with the, with the dogs. And that was cool. I think I'm uh, most excited for the fact that I've seen some tweets from people that have uh watched a lot more of it including a friend of ours matt rohrbeck um and i i was worried about their initial tweets kind of mentioning this show takes a while to get into like if you don't trust me like episodes one and two you may not be super into them and wondering like what's what where is this leading and maybe in episode three or four i forget exactly what they were mentioning but I'm stoked that I'm already super into it and I don't have to worry about getting there. Um, I will say that I, um, Greg, I'm just asking you to be patient. Just be patient with I'm us. here. Don't worry. I'm locked in. I got, I got nowhere to be. Uh, got to rank, rank, rank it on the MCU in review. You know, I got to be, I got to see it. Yeah, you got a job. Fucking struggle through Eternals. I'll struggle through this. Um, I, the only thing I want to bring up uh, that, that I had an issue visually was like, man, the, the amount of jitter and like camera movements that go on for a bunch of the scenes, it's just like, seems egregious. Like, I, it actually made me a little, like, uncomfortable, which I kind of felt like was the, the the point of it, but still, it just felt, like, excessive. Like, they're constantly you, moving that camera. Are you talking about when he sort of goes into his, like... No, 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 I mean, just, like, when he's on the van, when he's yeah. in the truck, mm. like, it's all handheld stuff, and it doesn't feel like they're using, like... Well, they, I think they, maybe they uh, maybe they added that afterward because everything's so yeah. CG that they kind of just put a little wiggle in the yeah. in the camera. Um, yeah, I don't know. I that those at this point, I've kind of like I'm with Tim. Where I'm like I've I've made my peace with a lot of the CG in this, but this one I think was I think the strength of this was largely just watching Oscar Isaac 
do his do his job. Mm-hmm. You know? And then a couple other just like Marvel Studioisms that I always love and appreciate is like I love the way that that humor uh, is embedded in all of these things, and no matter what the tone is, even if it's Winter Soldier or Guardians, like there's some type of of humor that vibes with my uh like taste and um i'm so far really liking how they're using it in this the conchu stuff like nick was talking about of like the voice sounding funny i i want to wait and kind of see how it all plays out by the end of it because like right now i'm kind of like it could go either way but um oscar isaac like as um steven like he's so scared all the time that it's like rare that he has moments to kind of be himself i feel so far at least um but the moments we do get like i really liked the the avatar thing joke that he made um of avatar like the blue people oh yeah. no no, no. Like, yeah. you must mean the anime like i love that and uh him saying london weird he's like oh no one says it that way like i like it because it's, it's not jokes even i just said it was a joke it's not jokes it's just the way he thinks and speaks really quickly i thought uh, there was humor to it that i uh felt didn't take away from the drama and kind of like intensity of the scene I, I agree, and I think he's got a bunch of those. I, I really like the that's actually crushing from when he's talking to his <laughs> yes. boss or whatever. Yeah. When the boss yeah. is like, you know, you'll never yeah. be a guy. He's like, that's actually crushing in the middle of whatever <laughs> other statement he's trying to get that was out. Good. That was really good. Yeah, I loved that. And um, man, uh, one of my favorite things in MCU is the dope ass title sequences and getting the the first time we've ever seen the title treatment of Moon Knight at the end of this with like the the font and you see that with like a bazillion serifs on it in weird ass ways it looked dope as shit I love the the um, credit scene we got throughout the credits with the music second time we're ever getting the Kevin Feige production at the end I'm like let's go this is hype as fuck um but I thought that that was great and um I always love the unique Marvel Studios intros. So having having the one they did for this was a lot of fun. I think set the tone too. And like Nick was saying, like every single song having to do with sleeping or waking and all that. And there was a lot of visuals that kind of like went with that too. Like the um, probably like the worst looking set piece was the poppy field thing that Andy was talking about him looking over the field and all that. But again, it looked bad because of CGI, but in terms of like symbolism and like all that shit, I really liked it. The idea of this guy that's confused being in this, this place that is very reminiscent of like wizard of Oz, like of them waking up in the poppy field and not really knowing where they're, where they are, like just that wake up moment. So like, I, I'm a a sucker for that type of, reference and, and stuff and i thought they did a really good job with it and i'm excited to see as they continue to to go um deeper into this uh fleshing out this part of earth's mcu like we've spent a decade plus really focusing on america specifically new york and a little bit of sf but you know as we get into shang chi and start dealing with that whole kind of mystical world that has the entrance on earth and then we have wakanda obviously that we've been building out uh we know atlantis is coming soon it's kind of cool to get this new other uh not just area but idea that isn't cosmic isn't street level but it's like dealing with gods but not as guardian gods like earth gods in a way um and all that avatar talk got me very excited kev what's up oh, i was gonna say that also is led to one of the like what i thought was one of the funniest moments of the dude looking out of the window that he clearly just fell out of right and him him waving because steven is, <laughs> is you know he's friendly and the, the other guy that. waving back, yeah, and then the other henchman being like, what the fuck? Shoot him, <laughs> yeah. Um, Tim, I gotta, I gotta fight you back on this one, big dog. Fight shit. me, bro. Oh, shit. The, the logo treatment at the end, I kind of just nodded along, and I was like, yeah, Tim, of course I agree with you, but I didn't know what you were talking about. I had, I had to bring it up. <laughs> I just nodded. I pretended I knew what you were talking about. Uh, I brought up the episode. I fast-forwarded to the end. I understand it's... 
it, the thematic nature of being chaotic, right? It kind of it has these serifs. Uh, it, it it what it reminds you of is the Matrix logo. Uh, it, like it looks like the Matrix logo, how it's all kind of broken up. Not a, it's it's a miss for me. It's it's gonna be a no for me, dog. Ouch. Wow. See, here's my thing. I prefer the actual logo that they use, yeah. but I just like that the show always has the the alternate version that kind of fits the tone more of the show more as opposed to the like, hey, here's the flashy neon looking version that they have. But I, I'm just a fan cool. of chaotic serifs, man. Credits are cool for sure. Mm-hmm. Andy, you're any cool. thanks. Any closing thoughts, gentlemen? No, I'm stoked. I'm very. This is like. The first time in a long time I've been stoked to like, all right, let's get next week. Come on. Come yeah. on. And like I said, I think this is I really, really this is like a watershed moment for me because this is a breakthrough for accents. It proves that we can do it, guys. We can <laughs> export good accents from America over to other countries and just disappear. We can just disappear mm-hmm. in the world now from now on. Everyone look to Oscar Isaac. That's what I say. Oh, everyone's looking at the stars. Look just a little to the right. Look to Oscar Isaac. Oh, okay. found him. Found him over there. There you go. There you go. Until next week. Love you all. Have a marvelous day.